This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Brandon Bryant. Love the guy for the Bills. Like Every time he comes in, he always does something nice. But he just can't really stay on the roster because they're kind of loaded at defensive tackle. That happened again this weekend because the Bills released Brandon Bryant. Maybe he'll be back. We'll see. He might, mm-hmm. could be on the practice squad. But the reason was they signed Brandon Shell, bearing the lead here. Brandon Shell, veteran offensive lineman, comes to the Bills. He did start a handful of games for the Miami Dolphins last year. Another mm-hmm. maybe swing tackle option. But Brandon Shell gets put in that offensive line room. And I think right now, Matt, there's some really good competition beyond the top five, six guys on offensive line. Yeah, I think you look at the position group as a whole this year compared to who they had last year, and you're like, wow, yes, seriously, they have put a big effort into trying to improve the play of the offensive line. Roger Saffold gets brought in last season, and he was coming off of a Pro Bowl year in Tennessee, so I think the expectations from all of us were probably – much higher than they should have been just because, you know, you're not watching a ton of offensive line play for a team that isn't the team you cover or the team that you follow. And you're like, oh, he made a Pro Bowl. Like, he's got to be pretty good, right? And then he gets here and uh, it did not go according to plan. So Connor McGovern, that should be an upgrade. Obviously, you have Osiris Torrance. You think that that's going to, at some point, he's going to play a factor. And then I also just think that, like, Deion Dawkins will be better next year than he was last year. Spencer Brown should be better next year than he was last year. And, oh, by the way, now you have Brandon Shell here. So if Spencer Brown is injured or if he struggles a little bit, the guy started 11 games for the Dolphins last year. He started 72 games in his NFL career. That is not anything to, like, sneeze at. That is legitimate starter potential that he has. And you've got multiple guys now. Like, you have guys who will be on your team who will not start who you feel pretty comfortable about going in. It's him. It's whoever isn't starting at guard, whether that's Torrance or whether that's Bates, we don't know. And then you've got Ike Butker coming back, who you probably yeah. really like. Like, there's some guys I mean, there. Matt, you think about it. Tommy Doyle, David Questenberry. They signed David Edwards. Nick Broker, they drafted. Like, a few of these guys aren't making the team. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sitting here and telling you they're all all, all pros. Yeah. These are guys that... Either well, brokers a draft pick, so that's why I throw them in there. But the other guys, they've played in the NFL, they've started in the NFL. Like these guys can play. That's that's elevating the back end of your roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I think that when we look at the entire offseason, it wasn't even just the offensive line. They will never say it, but the front office, their actions have clearly shown that they wanted yep. to make sure the offense was better this year, yes. and they wanted to make sure that Josh Allen was better protected and had more weapons. And I think even if you just look at it, if you look at it on paper, I think it's pretty obvious. But if you look at it kind of as a whole of what they've done and how they've set themselves up, 
Like they realized Josh was having to do way too many things last year. So Brandon Shell, another addition. Cool. See what he is. Somebody gets injured. You trust that he could go in and hold down the fort for a little bit. The other move they made was they actually um, signed Marcel Aitman. And now yep. Marcel Aitman, not a big name, but you might know his name because he was actually the number two overall pick, I believe it was, by the XFL. Um, what is it? The St. Louis Battlehawks. I'm looking, Battle at Hawks. The, yep. looking at his Wikipedia page here. You might know more about him than I do, but I know he did play there. Um, he went to college at Oklahoma State. He did have a cup of coffee in the NFL a little bit. He has played with the Raiders, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but last year he was in the XFL, or this past year, I should say, the XFL. Last year he was with the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think he played any um, any uh, regular season games. I do want to make a point about him, though. He is 6'4", 216. Mm -hmm. I think the Bills have also tried to get a little bit bigger at wide receiver this offseason and pass catcher overall. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Dalton Kincaid, right? Not a small guy. Marcel Aitman. Remember back when they signed Desmond Patman at the end of last year? They re-signed him. He's a bigger guy. And they also drafted Justin Shorter, who, contrary to his last name, he is a bigger guy. I think there's something to be said for them and their approach at pass catcher this year. Yeah, I think so, too. It can kind of go both ways. I always heard growing up that you need big wide receivers because their catch radius is bigger and they can win contested balls and jump balls and all this stuff. And then once I started to cover football more and talk to like really smart football people, they're like, size doesn't really matter if you can get open because right. if you can get through, like get around people and create a bigger window for yourself, like an NFL quarterback is going to be able to hit that throw every single time. So then that kind of was like, oh, yeah, maybe that's why this team has always got like John Brown and Cole Beasley and these trying to quick shifty guys because you're like, well, if they can get separation, we trust that our quarterback's going to get them the ball, and then their size really doesn't matter. Now I think they're looking for a blend of that because you brought in guys like Deontay Hardy. You have these weapons like Naheem Hines and Stefan Diggs who aren't huge, but you know that they're going to be able to make plays. You don't have that true just like big mismatched guy that you can line up outside. You've been using Gabe for it, but he's even, I think, 6'2", so he's not a massive, massive wide receiver. I think this just gives you a little bit of a mismatch. Like, in, he's probably not going to make the team, but maybe you're talking about Justin Shorter or something down the road where it's like, yeah, listen, like, you can try and put a small corner on him, but we're going to attack you if you do because you know, we know, you're really paying attention to our other weapons. Like you're not obviously really concerned if you roll out a team that's got Kincaid, Knox, Diggs, and Gabe Davis and Justin Shorter. You're probably thinking the least about Shorter. And maybe that could be a matchup that you could win. Braden Johnson was the player the Bills made in the corresponding move the Bills released when they signed Aitman. They have to do that now. Every time they bring a player in, they got to have a guy out because they're at the maximum of 90 players. The team will be back on the field for OTAs this week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Sorry about that. Monday, Tuesday, yep. Thursday. And then the following week is mandatory minicamp. That's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's the first time I think we'll probably see Stefan Diggs. I don't expect him this week, but you never know. But mm -hmm. we'll, um, you'll keep everybody updated on that. In the meantime, the Bills have some off-field business that's going on on Monday. The new stadium groundbreaking ceremony is taking place. This is when all the political figures get together with all the Bills people. And, yeah, you're going to have Terry Bagula there and Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean and Ron Rakuya, but you're going to have politicians and you'll get the county executive. I think the governor's going to be there and the media is going to be covering it and everybody's going to have their gold shovel and their hard hat. But yep. it's going to be cool to know that this is where the Bills will be playing starting in 2026. Let me get your opinion on this, okay? This is, yeah. an, inter this is an interesting one. So my paternity leave has started again. Ooh. 
I am on leave. Okay. That being said, kind of feel like I should be at the groundbreaking. <laughs> so I called my boss. Okay. I was like, what do you think? And he was like, we got it handled. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. But I still think I'm going to go. I feel like that's an event that I should be at. So I say this, I, I'm going to go like that. That is my plan. Are you going to go and work? No, I'm just going to go. I mean, like I'll go. And if they ask me to do something quick, I'm not going to like dedicate my day to this by any stretch, okay. but I think I'm going to go and make sure that, you know, I have the conversations with the people that I need to have conversations with. Cause they don't know I'm on paternity leave. Like, the people with the bills and the people with, you know, the county, they, they don't know that Mapove is on paternity leave. I, so so I, I, feel- I don't know. It's, it's I'm the same way as you, Matt. I'm the same way. I would want to go. I'd want to be there in your situation. Like, no, come on, new stadium. Like, I know I'm not working. Um, I've had people tell me, hey, when you're not working, don't work. Because then they'll always get you to work when you when you say you're not working and you're supposed to be off. But you know what? We're just we're just wired differently. I think a lot of people listening are that way. And this is our livelihood and what we it's a cool event. Like you said, it's something we grew up with. It's a new stadium. It's a super cool thing. So I think that your approach is right, which is, hey, go there, watch it. Say you were there. Take some pictures. If your mm-hmm. station wants you to contribute a little bit, that's fine. But don't go out of your way to say I'm working today. Yeah, I, I kind of agree, and I kind of have the same approach. I just think there is really, and regardless of the industry that you're in, I think there is a lot of value in just being visible. Like, I think that you yeah. need to be at things, you yeah. need to show up, you need to make relationships with people, and even if it's going to take me two or three hours out of the day, you know, God willing, I'm not missing anything crazy that's going on, and I'll be able to still be home by 11.30 noon and hang out with my baby. So Bring that's kind of... Oh yeah, you know what? Maybe if they let El- you if they- were at the groundbreaking, yeah, there, I would be cool to like bring her to the groundbreaking at three months, and then bring her to the new stadium when she's a couple yes. years old, and be like, "You were here when they put the first yes. shovels into the ground." Isn't that amazing? You know? See? Yeah, you that'd be cool. Like that. That'd be that'd be pretty cool deal. So it's cool. I look. I I know this isn't like for everyone, and people are like, okay, well, it's you know, new stadium is going to take a while. I get it. I'll be honest with you. I think it's super cool. Every time I'm at the stadium, I look over across the street where they're building it. And I see a little something different. And I just, I, I, I like that. I like seeing like the kind of the progress of it and what it's going to be and envisioning it and along the way, what it's going to look like. We're going to be down there a lot. So, you know, if people are going to go down there, I don't know what the deal is. If people aren't part of the media or whatever, I'm sure you can be around there in some capacity, but it's going to be covered of course on channel seven WGR. We're going to carry actually everything live on WBEN on Monday morning as well. That and I know sense. you guys on channel seven are going to have some stuff as well. And if you're going to be online and you're going to be down there as well. Yeah. So that- it, that's the nice thing about, I think this is an event. So we've got a sports department and then obviously we've got yep. a news department. This one kind of falls in the gray area. Yeah, so right. I think this is the perfect assignment for Jeff Russo, who used to have my job, but is now a news anchor. So this is perfect because he can check both boxes. He can look at it from the news la- right. news angle and he can look at it from the sports angle. And um, and I'll be down there, you know, for WGR. I'll be going live with um, Joe DiBiase uh, in the morning who's filling in for Jeremy who's on vacation in the morning. But I won't be like hosting the show, but I'll kind of do a little live hit. So same thing. You know, you're kind of caught in this space because uh, it's, it's WBEN's carrying it. But either way, just want everybody to know you're covered. All right. Speaking of Channel 7, speaking of your colleagues. I had the pleasure of playing with one Brianna Aldridge in the <laughs> Buffalo Bills media golf outing last Friday. It was awesome. And oh, by the way, I also played with Dawson Knox and Spencer Brown, but Brianna was the superstar. It was like her second time ever playing golf. And I'm like, but Brianna, you're an athlete, right? She's like, yeah, I played college volleyball. I'm like, yeah, you'll be fine. And she was like, Matt, 
by the end of the round. Like she's smashing her drive. You know, it's like, come on, uh-huh. are you kidding me? I wish I could have picked up the game uh, that quickly. But honestly, great job by the Bills PR staff to put it together as they always do. I got a chance to play with Dawson Knox and Spencer Brown. They were terrific to play with. And Spencer Brown, now they both can crush it. Spencer Brown can really crush a golf ball. But here's what's surprising. And I'm like, oh my gosh. He has also a very good short game for a really big guy. I think if Spencer Brown wanted to really shoot for score, he could probably be a low 80s guy. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I, I would imagine that they hit the ball very far. Also, shout out to Brianna because she didn't just play college volleyball. She also played college softball. You Multi, see? Multi-sport college athlete. So I think that's what it was, right? Unless I, unless I messed that up. I know she played volleyball, but I know well, when she got to college, she was an athlete. So Yeah, she was really good at both. Yes. She's, she's an athlete regardless. Yes. Yeah, it's a super cool event. And it's just, that's another thing where you talk about like being visible. Like it's an, it's a net, you're there to network. You're there to have relationships with people and to get to know the people who you work with, but maybe you don't know a lot. And that's why I think it's so valuable because you see these people all the time but you see them across the field. You see them across the hall and you might not know yep. exactly who they are or what their role is or what they do. And I think that helps, you know, everybody's jobs a little bit at the end of the day. So yeah, it was an awesome event and it's always cool to be invited to that. How'd you shoot? Not well. We shot two under, I think was the score, which wasn't even close to the winning score, which was Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean, of course. Uh, Kevin Megane uh dan fates and matt perino i think they're the team that yeah. won, and they were yeah. nine, they were nine under brand, i i still really feel good. bad that last year i was with brandon bean and we did not win and i, I every, every year we have to remind each other like i can't believe we didn't win like we were together last year we didn't win and this guy wins it every year and the one year he doesn't win is with me and i feel like i held him back you know i don't think it's I true because we all didn't play that great but who did you mm-hmm. play with i played with terrence gray director yeah. of player personnel great i played guy, yeah. I play with Terrence legitimately. I don't know how long I've been doing the tournament. I think I've played with Terrence four times. One of them was with you. One of them was with you. Yes, yes, And I joked with Terrence. I was like, either you keep requesting to play with me or they're like punishing you by putting you with me. And he, you know, I I, I really like him. And I also played with Andy major who, you know, game day operations does so much over. Oh my gosh. So just really cool. And I played with Patrick hammer, the meteorologist from channel two. So we had, we had yacht rock going in the cart and we were having a good time. It was really fun. We had a great time. And um, I'm glad the, um, the bills do that and uh, you know, give us a chance to kind of connect, like you said, with everyone. All right, so you're going on paternity leave. What does that Let mean? Me. What does that look like? What are you doing as a on paternity leave? Anything special? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna drink coffee out of this mug that was sent to me. My yes. look at that transition. Da da da. I should take a bow. Uh, shout out to Job, the president of the Tulsa Bills Backers Bar. He sent me this awesome mug with a really really cool Bills logo on it. So it now goes on the bookshelf behind me as I knock down the little dog there. Uh, so yeah, shout out to him. Thank you. I appreciate it. Also, thank you for watching and listening because that's how you knew in the first place, how I was like collecting the mugs on the bookshelf behind me. So I am going to be drinking coffee out of that mug. I will be golfing more. Still hey, not a lot. Hey, did you give me my mug yet from the Vancouver Bills backers? No, but I'm glad you reminded me because it's on my counter yeah. upstairs. So thank I can you, bring pal. it to you. Bring so I will be golfing more, but still not nearly a lot like enough for me because, you know, I have a child at home. (laughs) And honestly, we're going to use the time to just try and be outside as much as possible with the baby, like yard work. Great. We can do that. We can put the baby in the stroller. We can sit there. We can mulch. We can do things. And it'll just honestly be nice to. 
I don't want to say get into a routine again, because I've been in a routine going to work and kind of like juggling everything that's going on, but also, you know, give my wife a little bit of a break of like not always having to be the one that wakes up in the middle of the night and, you know, Hey, you can sleep in this morning. I'll wake up with the baby and just, you know, try and spend more family time. So it'll be cool. Love it, man. Love it. Well, listen, everybody, uh, Matt, while he's on paternity leave, isn't going to go far away from us. We're still going to no, do it. No, I'm still going to do it. Yeah. That's right. We're going to be here. We're going to make him work. All right. But uh, no, he said he's cool with that. And you know, man, if you ever not want to do it, we're going to be covering you here because we want you to spend as much time with you can as you can with your uh, wife and your daughter. So, you know, if that's if that's the case, that's the case. And Lucas and I will hold the fort down here together because Lucas Buckley does a great job as our producer. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you guys saying that. But like I've said before, I enjoy this. This is fun. I like yeah. talking to you. I like talking to Lucas when we're doing the stuff before the show. I like just having conversations about this stuff. I also think it keeps me informed with yeah. everything that I need to know for my permanent job, my full-time job over at Channel 7. So it, it, everybody help everybody. All right. So maybe you're listening to us. That's great. You found us through iTunes, through Spotify, through the Odyssey app, WGR 550. Thank you so much. Wherever you found us, we appreciate it. Maybe you're watching us. You found us on the YouTube page, Sal Sports on YouTube. If you found us Hello. one way, you still have the other way. You can watch us. You can listen to us. We appreciate everybody that's coming our way. Get a lot of new listeners all the time. We're getting into the thick of the offseason here. We got another week, two weeks left of the Bills on the field doing some stuff. And then it's the what they call dead period before training camp. We're going to have a lot to cover before then as well. All right, Matt, you got anything else before we want to get out of here? No. Congrats to the Bandits. Congrats Thanks. on the championship. Yep. Good for you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Thank you very much, Lucas Buckley, our producer, always doing a great job. It's always game day in Buffalo. Thank you for listening.